your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. Well, the Avs up three to nothing in the series with Nashville. Second year in a row that they are on uh, the verge of a sweep. They swept St. Louis last year in the first round. Could happen again this year with Nashville. Um, And overall, I I think this is as much as you can get from Nashville. They they fought back. They fought hard. They, they they played their game, their very physical type of game, and the Avs stood there and took it and then battled back against them and pushed back against them. They've never trailed in this series. That's crazy. Uh, so overall thoughts on, on game three. Yeah, you mentioned, like, you're getting all that you're going to get from Nashville. I think this is the most complete performance you've gotten out of Colorado to date. Like this is three games in a row of just incredible effort. Like even the Ingram game where he stood on his head and was crazy in game two, like the avalanche had a really, really good game and a really good effort. And in game three, like the score, like the scoreboard tells the truth. Like the avalanche are just the far superior team in literally every aspect of the game. And this is what you want to see. And, like, you're rolling into game four with so much confidence in this team. Like, this should be a open and shut case. <laughs> well, you predicted when we had the crossover that they would lose game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'd be up three to nothing. They'd lose game four and then go back and finish it off game five. Do you, have you changed your mindset now with the way that the this game this series is going and the way that the abs are playing? It is total dominance. Like yeah. even in the even in the overtime two to one, complete dominance in that game. And we were talking about how that you know is this going to be one of those games where where they are in control the entire time and then just lose it because you know that's that's the, the bounces of hockey. But no, they won that and then. It took them a little bit of time to get going, and, and because you know you're on the opposing team's ice, uh, you're you're going to you got to get that like feeling out factor. Mm-hmm. And once the Avalanche took control of the game, it yeah they 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 did give up they didn't give up the lead, but they you know N- Nashville pulled even. Um, but then they just you know did what they've been doing, yeah. And took took control again, continued to play their game, and retook the lead. So, I'll go back to my question. Do you, do you kind of do you has your mindset changed? Is this now going to be a sweep and not a five game series? Say says Kyle Sullivan. Well, I I did my whole Doctor Strange and saw all the timelines and I saw the Darcy <laughs> Kemper thing coming. No, oh yeah. Um, the no, that's that is unfortunate. And honestly, in that situation, like this is a situation. You know, I also said we should have put Frankie in if we did. This never would have happened. Oh, but, there we go. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> but it's you don't know like Frankie he started out kind of shaky and really tightened up towards the end of game three um this honestly if Darcy's a hundred percent you have a feeling like this is going to be the Frankie show and they called up Eustace Ananen um yesterday so yeah, I mean I think that's just precautionary just in case but whatever. you'll have Frankie Miska and Eustace hanging out in Bridgestone hey there's available seats so he can go sit up there and oh, wait man. for his turn and uh we'll maybe this be this will be the one where nashville kind of puts it all together would we see sorrows in game four i don't know but well, this i mean you feel like this is their last like the last effort of a dying animal like that's the predicament that they're in right now if soros is, is good enough to go I feel like you play him like he he is your horse and then you have to take the mindset of like the series isn't over yet it's three to nothing it's been completely one-sided uh but it's been one-sided when you don't have one of the best goalies in the league in there so uh but but if he's still not 100 percent, but he's close to it i think you give him a go and you put him in there uh we, and even i had said you know with with ingram in his game two performance Mm-hmm. That what what I thought happened happened. They put him in for game three, give Saros a little bit extra time, and what happened? Like we said, if you were to play the very next day after game two, everything's still the same, including Ingram and goal. You might have a completely different outcome in that he's not going to be standing on his head like he was in game two. And it wasn't the the day after; it was the day after the day after. <laughs> it was it was two days later, and that's the other Michael Bay movie. <laughs> <laughs> the day after tomorrow, before the day today, yeah, um, <laughs> whatever. So, and I think the, you know the Avs got to him. It, it's yeah. going to be tough for a rookie goalie to shut this team down multiple times, and and they really. You know what? How many shots on goal? Another four, so forty-two. So it's fifty-one, and then forty-two <laughs> against against a rookie goalie. Good luck with that. You're four for five on the power play. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, just it was another dominant performance, and you have to look at the power play, and and look at so many guys. I mean, let's let's go through some stats here. You had was it a four-point game for game for Gabe Landeskog? Um. Who you had a, a three assists for Kale McCarr, uh, Taze with a goal and assist. You had Kaji with a goal and assist. And Lekkonen's, uh opening the scoring, and Nathan McKinnon with a goal in all three playoff games so far. Yeah, and you have Kale McCarr leading the NHL in postseason points. It just it's everything's coming up aces for the ads right now. And when you're talking about Ingram, like. Game two, he stood on his head. Game three, the moment got to him. Um, you could tell by the shots that he was letting up and how he handled being on the penalty kill, going to field the puck behind his own net, only to f- give it up to Nas for that mm. wide open, just ridiculous goal. Um, you felt like he set the bar so high for what he can do. And then when he got home for a little bit of that, nashville home cooking y'all it um it kind of it kind of was too big for him and i think he was playing in his head and he did not look the same even on the the goal uh where they challenged it 
uh, when they were thinking it was goalie interference on on Lickin and and it and it, it completely in my, I think they got that a hundred percent right. <laughs> And if you were watching on TNT like I was, their their replay (laughs) expert was so just condescending and so arrogant about how, oh, this is getting overturned. This is getting overturned. And, you know, no doubt about it. I don't know what's taking so long. And then it wasn't. And I had, like, such satisfaction in, in, in that dude. And I don't even remember his name and I don't even care. Because yep. you you just made yourself look like a fool. Like I don't mind yep. if you have an opinion, if, and and if you say like I feel like this is why I think this is going to get overturned, you can clearly see he's getting pushed into him, and yeah. and it, it impeded his movement to the left. But it wasn't because of of Arturi Lekkonen. It was because of a defender pushing him into him. It's pretty cut yeah. and dry. And Ingram's motion was literally falling forward, and like Lekkonen was coming in. From his like horizontal side, so a lot of that just did not match up. But I loved watching, I loved watching that call. I was sitting there just listening to it. It was just, oh, it was great. In my head, I'm like, I mean, he he kind of makes you feel like, oh god, like this is really going to get overturned. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, for for like the average person watching that game, or the the you know the average fan watching that game, just saying like, oh, this guy knows his stuff. I guess it's going to get overturned. And I'm sitting there and I'm like. and again, you never you do know if it is going to get overturned with the way that who knows what they call these days. But I'm sitting there watching that saying that doesn't look like that's interference to me. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope it's not. So this dude can eat crow. Yeah. And it was it was very satisfying for that to happen. Ironically enough, it's a goalie interference call that kind of mirrors what we had in game two that we kind of questioned Bednar for. Now we could question Nashville for, and yeah. it at that time like we started out four for four on the power play. So Unreal. why you would put Nash uh, Colorado back on that very hot power play exactly. in that moment was just ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from Ben Online, and then we will talk about what everybody is talking about, and that is the Johansson stick into the mask of Darcy Kemper. I know there's a big groundswell of people thinking that this was 100% intentional. And Kyle and I just are, are not going down that road whatsoever. No. So, uh, but first, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball. And did you? who did you have for the uh, Kentucky Derby? I know you didn't I, I, have that dude that, that one. No, I did not. I didn't I actually did get to make a pick. I was at an eight year old birthday party. Oh, okay. All right. Well I wish I had a horse in the race. <laughs> I think I think a lot of hockey fans have had Messier in this thing, but uh, Oh, that was, was a good pick. That was, was a good pick. Not to be. So uh, <laughs> Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, to esports, and more. And head to the website today to use your mobile de- or mo- use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, sir. The big news: Darcy Kemper taking a stick through the mask looked horrible mm-hmm. because he he you know the mask is off. He's trying to skate to the bench. He just goes down, grabbing his face. And then when you see the replays, you can see the the stick. Is is through the the face mask, 
Very, very scary situation there because that's just messing with a guy's vision and his eyeballs. Um, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, my God, that the, the chances of that happening are slim to none. It's happened to Darcy Kemper twice now. Yeah. Um, and I put up something that's like, you know, I, I kind of felt like in the social media world, they were just going to crucify Johansson for this. And that's kind of what's happening. And and there is always going to be a a portion of any fan base in any sport where if something happens to their player, they are going to find try to find the the details of why it was intentional and why why this guy intentionally hurt our player. That did not happen here. If if if, if Ryan Johansson is that technical where he can insert the stick the, the 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 tip of his stick into the face mask of a goalie why is he not scoring 200 points a, a game or a, a year first of all and second of all people are thinking like well he's pushing it in more no what's happening there is if if that that stick all right the the, the portion that went in is obviously the the, the tip of his stick when it's going into that face mask, it's just fitting in there. So the fact that yeah. it can go in there at all is amazing. It's just going to if I throw any if I throw a ball at your face, if I throw if I just act like I'm gonna punch you in the face, you are gonna react and go backwards. Mm-hmm. That is the natural reaction of a human being. And when you have a stick jammed in your mask and you move backwards, that stick is going with you. Yep. It's not because Johansson was pushing it further. It's because it was wedged in there and Kemper's moving backwards and Johansson's still holding on to his stick. Guess why? Because he's trying to make a play and he's trying to play hockey. So, and he's holding on to it as it's going backwards. People, I, I get I get your hatred of any opponent, but these guys are not out to do that. The, no. the, the, the most goonish guy in the league is not out to take somebody's eyesight away from him no and if you look at johansson he's not even looking at kemper he's tracking the puck and there is a image of it straight on it's straight and and by the way nathan mckinnon is on him it's not like he had nobody on him and he's doing this out of his own free will He's he's fighting Kemper. He's fighting where the puck is. And the image that you see that's directly facing them, he's not even looking at Kemper. And he is looking where the puck is going. Yep. It's you if you want to read someone's like body language, it's not let me try to dig this stick into this guy's face more. It's where's the puck? I'm trying to make a play here because I'm near the goal. Yeah. We have to have a better uh, mindset of this. And it's a little bit disturbing, the amount of people that want to say this was intentional. I'm not buying it for a millisecond. No, and you hit all of the wonderful points. And, like, I even – I brought up – it's funny how our brains work the same way. I was in the Twitter (laughs) space, and I said the exact same thing. I was like, if he can intentionally fit that stick in his mask, like, you have to be exactly right. Yeah. Like he yeah. should be like a seventy goal scorer. <laughs> like just sit there and just fire pucks at him, and he could tip it however he wants. Like you can't do that. And he wasn't looking. He wasn't paying attention. Um, and he, 
who wants to go out there and like you're getting beat and the game wasn't out of hand at that point like who says okay i'm going to take his eyes out no one's going to do that it's it's and like and it it doesn't make sense and like like uh, again to follow up on your point if you want to get on to nashville about anything there's a laundry list of things all seven thousand of their fans in bridgestone (laughs) i mean you could point at them and like all the spongebob seats that were there and then in the second period they took all the the shirts away and they were just blue chairs now (laughs) right right like if you want to you could joke about nashville like crushing cars and um trying to make duchene into an angel or whatever you want but like Mm -hmm. There was no malice, like, and you could mm-hmm. see in his body language afterwards. And he doesn't, he didn't want that. He didn't know what happened. And I don't want everybody just because it's playoff hockey and it's because it's the opponent of the avalanche. If something bad happens, it's intentional, it's malicious. And we should just, we should like have a trial for this man. Look what's ha- Look, go back to last year with Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. And the hit that took him out for the re- that caused him to be suspended and take him out for the rest of the playoffs. We are all sitting here defending Nazem Kadri because we knew that was not his intent. Mm-hmm. He was going for a hit. He was lining him up pretty good. He was sizing him up, and at the last minute, I, like maybe his, I don't know what ha- I remember what happened, but I don't know from his vantage point, he ended up nailing him in the head. And we are all sitting here defending Nazem Kadri because he's a Colorado Avalanche. And you look, you you listen, go look at what St. Louis fans were saying—the total opposite. And this is reversed now because it yeah. happened to our guy. We are now, you know, up in arms, thinking that this was intentional and this was a random stick that went just happened to go. It happens. Crazy things happen. And now, and now you have both of us sitting here having to defend uh, Ryan Johansson for his actions. <laughs> An opponent, exactly. Like, come on, now let's right. let's not let's let's be a little bit smarter with our outcry here because we don't need to be doing the work for Nashville. We need to be sweeping them tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, and and the good news is it doesn't sound like it's very serious. I think his eyes are okay. I think it maybe got him above the eye from from what we're hearing, and there is a possibility that he could play. So um, even if he doesn't, I mean, if there's a possibility he can play tonight, um, if he doesn't, you still have to feel good about there was even a possibility that he could be out there. He'll have um, four eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, I want to play this for people. I don't think this. Maybe it'll change some people's minds. And maybe it won't. But um, here is Ryan Johansson, uh, you know, talking about it. They ask him about if, if you know, how he felt after this happened. So uh, we're gonna play this, and then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it. Obviously. So let's get this going here. All right. You know, a little swelling, and, and he might even be available tomorrow night. How yeah. good to hear that after you know accidentally kind of catching him with the stick. Very good. That's yeah. It uh, got real sick to my stomach there, just from looking back and seeing him skiing to the bench and then dropping again. Uh, it's not a good feeling. Um, obviously, I hope everyone knows there was zero intention of ever something like that happening. It was just a freak accident, but. 
Uh, put a put a definitely put a smile on my face hearing that could just be a little scratch and some swelling. So I, I was really happy to hear that. And, uh, yeah, didn't like seeing it go down. Did you were you even aware that it was you? That did, I mean, everything happened so fast. Did you know that it was your stick? No, no. And then kind of once I skated off, I was like, oh, I think that was my stick. Have you reached out to Darcy or, or through the um, communication somehow? No, I, I was going to this morning and then uh, I, I was told and heard that it was, wasn't anything serious at all. So, uh, yeah, I was just going to let it be, just knowing that he's fine and, and all that. But I was definitely intending to check out and, and uh, if it was something that was kind of serious or whatever. I think, I think he knows it was an accident. Mm -hmm. so. So, like I said, I mean, you even have Colorado Avalanche players coming out. Gabe Landeskog was like, uh, no, there's no way that's that's intentional. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I you know, but the, but the people on social media sometimes have a, a, a soapbox to stand on. And there's people who are going to say that this was 100% intentional. And just to reiterate, Kyle and I are, are not buying that for a second. So, nope. All right. Uh, let's hear from Bill Barr. And then we have a sound check to get to. The Bridgestone Arena itself, and is Curtis McDermott coming back? That seems to be a hot topic as well. But first, Built Bar, you know it, you love it. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures the best part about built bars they are healthy and delicious no more sacrificing delicious food for health with built bar you can have both and it's easy all you have to do is go to built.com and order now most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to your average candy bar which has about 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at built.com. Sound checks to get to. If you follow on social media, you know what they are, but we haven't had a chance to discuss them here. Um, if this is your first time, then you don't know what our sound check is. We pick songs that summarize the action of the most recent game with the Avs, this being Game 3, obviously, against the Predators. So, and you can follow this uh, playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOPN Soundtrack. And uh, anytime there's a new game, we pick songs and add them to that set list. So, what do you got for game three, sir? The artist's Blue Suede with a mm. song that everyone knows, um, Hooked on a Feeling. I mean, everybody knows that beginning part. It, it's, there's something about this team. There's something about the way they play and how they're putting things together. Like, after that win in game three, I'm good. Let's go. Like, yeah. I'm. let's keep this going. Like, this is twice hanging a seven on them. And even in the two-to-one game, like, it felt pretty good. Yeah. Like, 
let's keep this going especially how we ended the year this is what you want so i like it no it makes a lot of sense like you and even gabe landeskog when he you know when they lost they had that that nice winning streak and they had that great january and you know they lose the game and he's like you know it's what do you say he goes i don't do drugs but yeah it's like win, winning is is like a drug yeah uh, and yeah because it's a great feeling and when you have a team like this uh you know special things can happen you, you get you do you get hooked on that feeling of winning and being at the top of the standings all the time so you're not mixed in with like the middle of the pack no you are at the top of the of the line right now and that's that is a great feeling so I, I love it. Uh, for me, I went with uh, easily one of my favorite albums of uh, my teenage years. And the album is Fashion Nugget from Cake, the band Cake. Uh, which, by the way, sometimes when I'm typing kale in for a, uh, a tweet or every something time. like that, every I hit that time. K button every once in a while. So I get cake. Uh, it always makes me think of, of the band. <clears throat> and their most popular song ever uh, is The Distance, the song called The Distance. And I didn't put it in there so much for this team could go the distance. Although, hey, I mean, there could be a secondary meaning for it. But for me, it was more of the individual line in the song. Uh, the arena is empty, except for one man. In this team, yeah. it's it's one team. Because Bridgestone was half full uh, in the beginning of that game. And it wasn't just, you know... As the game went on, it did fill up. You get that a lot in hockey games where fans aren't in their seats right away. But, dude, there was there was 10 minutes. I checked. <laughs> I was watching yeah. the game. There was 10 minutes left in the first period, and there were tons of empty seats. What's going on, Predator fans? And We, and got, that we got those thing, Avalanche fans out of there. <laughs> This is the That's accomplice. what I'm saying. You, ha- you, you put that thing up where you were not going to sell outside of the general viewing area of the Predators. Avalanche fans could not travel to this game. If anywhere you lived outside of that area, what was it? It was, it was Alabama. It was Tennessee, maybe. It, obviously, I think Georgia and the Carolinas as well. Yeah. So you had, yeah, like a, a four-state area, which you could buy a ticket in. And if you were outside of that, you couldn't get in. And, and I mean, for the first 10 minutes of that game, plus, that's just, I mean, people like us are going to pounce on that to be like, why, you know, I, I know a ton of people that would have taken those seats. And honestly, and what you ended up doing was, like, if you watch the full slate of games that come on, like, it's a playoff atmosphere, every one of them, until that game. It did not feel like a playoff game at all. Like, Bridgestone, that was just, well, that was a... When that they was started, a bad atmosphere. They they what was the score when they tied it up? Um, they even played was, all was the small two things. Two? Yeah, which I've heard they do that from time to time, but they know that's not theirs. Um, so it was yeah two two then then three three it was three to three right yeah yeah because then the F scored the four after that. Um, it did get a little you know loud in there and and but. I don't know. It's, you're right. Like, I, what if you're the home team and you see that? You're just That's... like, okay, like this is our first home game in the playoffs, and and we're down two to nothing, and we we need everybody behind us, and half the arena's full. I think Nashville decided to bet on their fans and being rabid 
and I think they overestimated the situation. Um, it, maybe if this was game one, that would be a better turnout. But like, I don't know. My brother, he they, joined the Twitter space, and he's a Predators fan. He's like, I can't watch this. Like, as a Predators fan, that effort that you're putting up against the Avalanche and just getting mowed down night after night, why would you show up and pay three hundred dollars to? Welcome, I mean, sad. They, well, they said, you know, the, the numbers were it was a sellout. And like I said, at the end of the game, or maybe not the end of the game, because people were heading for the exits when it was 7-3, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe it started the third. You Those seats that were empty that you could visibly see on the broadcast were filled in. Now, was that people coming from the upper deck coming down? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, it, it, they, they were filled up. And, and people do take their time getting there, but I just I can't understand it for a, a playoff game. So we'll see. I mean, we got another one tonight. Is that going to happen again? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to the Lockdown Preds guys and, and see if they <laughs> Fire up your fan base, please. Uh, as far as game four goes, obviously, Abs could end this thing Monday night. Um, a lot of people are throwing around the idea online of, of bringing in Curtis McDermott for this game, uh, for no other reason to, to just do what he does and kind of, you know, be an enforcer and and make sure, you know, nobody messes with the golden jewels. Um, I, I don't, I don't see any point in doing that. Um, you're not bringing him in because this isn't like, you know, a Rangers in the Tom Wilson situation where you're, yeah. you're, you're trying to find guys to deliberately go after him because he did something wrong to your players. Um, you're not going to bring him in for the Johansson thing because that's uh, we've established that was accidental. Uh, if you're bringing him in just as a protector because, you know, Nashville is down three to nothing and you think they just might just start throwing themselves around. OK, but I would argue that the Avalanche have been doing just fine with with who they have out there right now. And if Nashville wants to do it, I'm comfortable with the players that we've been playing in the first three games to take care of that junk. Since we're in Nashville, I'll use vernacular that we all here can understand. Mm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There you go. Right. We're winning commandingly. We're doing exactly what we need to do. We have the opportunity to sweep the Predators why change things up by adding McDermott in the mix? What we have on the ice is fine. That's talking about New Hook, too. Like, it'd be nice to see him in the game, but there's something about how these lines work together and how everybody's playing right now. It, yeah. I know everybody wants to see Dermy and everybody wants to see Newey. Just wait. There's a lot more playoff games to go. I want to see New Hook. I, I will definitely say yeah. that. I don't want to see McDermott, not not because like I, you know, I've been critical of him over the year, but he did improve. Um, but you don't need him, like you said, like th- this. How you've been playing these first three games? Why mess that up for a guy that's going to give you four minutes and just be there just in case? You have got like when 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 Philip Forsberg laid that charge down, like they got Avs got in there and mixed it up. Oh yeah. So this is not a team that's just gonna like sit back. Like they were Nico Sturm was was in there. He was angry. Yeah. You're fine. You don't need Curtis McDermott to do the dirty work of the guys that are already there for for the Avs. So thank goodness we have Jared Bednar deciding all this. Yeah. And not the masses. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do uh, saying saying that I do want to see Alex Newhook, 
But I think like again, like he falls in line with the if it ain't break if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but as of right now, I like you're not putting him in there because you are no. playing exceptionally well. I think you would still play well with him, clearly. Yeah. But for right now, you just go with keep going with what's been rolling for you. Yeah. Pretty easy. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, uh, I think that will wrap it up for today. Um, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow, and hopefully the abs can wrap this thing up and then uh, a nice long rest because these other series are. They are heading for seven games, uh, <laughs> most of them. Maybe not the Edmonton one, but um, which actually they just started. So let me check. All right, we've been doing this as, as we're finishing up. Uh, you have the King. That game just started two minutes in, so nothing, nothing there. Boston beat the Hurricanes 5-2. to two. That series is tied at two. St. Louis beat the Wild 5-2. to two. That series is tied at two. And the Lightning dismantled Toronto 7-3. to three. That score sounds familiar. Mm. And that series is tied at two. So the Avalanche win this thing. And I mean, I know Toronto and, and uh, the Lightning are East Coast, but um, you win this thing and, and you're getting a nice little break here for the Avs. Are we about to have an Avalanche Lightning Stanley Cup that we wanted last year? No, because I have um, Avalanche Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup final. So therefore, mm. ergo, it cannot be uh, the Lightning. <laughs> Because I have made it so. Um, all right, my everybody. bracket, yeah. my bracket, yeah, <laughs> which I am always horrible at. So that is completely uh, ingest on my part. Um, all right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up. So uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about a sweep. If not, we're still in command of this thing. Everything's okay. Um, all right, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL. Get caught up on everything going on around these playoffs as your second listen. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.